Welcome to The Intersection. I am Matt Goldman, your host, and today we have on Marvin Davies IV of the Ohio State football team. Marvin, how are you today? I'm doing well. Excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. So you are number 38. You are a wide receiver from Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listed on the Ohio State website's 5'11", 195 pounds. Is that correct? That's correct. You know, this season, last season I was 38. This season I, I asked for a number change. I got upgraded, so now I'm number 30. Awesome. I'm excited for that, but yeah, I've, I've wanted to be six feet for you know a long time, but five eleven, I guess, will have to do. Yeah, I'm five ten and a half. I like telling people I'm five eleven. My license is five eleven. You know, just got to stretch out in case somebody sees them. They're like, oh, okay. But um, so you joined the Ohio State football team as a walk-on receiver in June of 2020. Tell us about how you became a member of the football team. That that is a long story. You know, I'd love to get into that. So, my sophomore year, I started getting varsity attention uh, at my high school. A coach, Coach Alfred, our running backs coach, uh, was our our area recruiter, and he comes into the building, and he has this bright red uh, Ohio State polo on. I mean, my face lights up because you know I'm new to the whole recruiting process. I'm underclassmen at the time, all of this stuff. And he's like, you're going to play for the Buckeyes one day. And I mean, that was a dream come true. I didn't know how the process worked, how anything like that happened, but you know, I, I got a very, I formed a very close relationship with uh, Coach Tony. And he's one of the, you know, the big reasons I'm here is um, I camped here this summer going into my junior year, worked out with Coach Key, Coach Hartline, uh, kind of starting to form a connection and um, I had a lot of injuries in high school, so I didn't have really the production that a lot of coaches was, were looking for, especially at this level. But you know, the coaches still had belief in me, and they wanted me to play here. So I, I got contacted very early on in my senior season, and they said, "Hey, like, would you be interested in walking on here?" And and that's a a very uh, challenging process. You know, I had opportunities and and offers elsewhere, but as a homegrown Ohio State fan like it's hard to to pass up that opportunity and so um, I had to let a lot of those go because I wanted to be a part of something special you know I, I always wanted to to be a part of the brotherhood I wanted a chance to win national championships and so it was one of those opportunities where you really put we before me and, and all the personal accomplishments and accolades and stuff that were were a possibility at a smaller school weren't worth it, and, and Ohio State came knocking. And so that was something that really led me to, to decide to walk on here. So as Ohio State, you said, came knocking. What other schools were contacting you? Do you have any offers to go anywhere on scholarship? What, what was that like? I was, I was a big recruit in the Ivy League. I had uh, Dartmouth, Brown, Harvard. They were very interested. Uh, Bucknell was one of my you know, top three choices to end up going there. Uh, Dayton came. Uh, I had interest in in the SEC. Kentucky was big. I took a a visit there. Had Junior Day. It was just a lot of timing was was big for me. So when I got hurt, you know, with the type of injury I had, a lot of those things put me a little worried about how things would turn out for the rest of my career. But you know, I definitely had interest. A lot of schools came. You know, I met with a lot of coaches from a lot of schools. I think. Junior junior year it was a time where coaches can really come into the school and talk to you and so I had you know at least 
three or four coaches a week come in to just talk and try to build a connection and a relationship. And Oh, Northwestern, I totally forgot. I went to camp with them uh, my junior year as well. And the uh, guys that they were really looking for, but it just turned out that when Ohio State and then when I come here, it was kind of hard to seem like that connection was made to other places. Yeah, and Ohio State's a top program in this country, and you can't really go wrong with being at Ohio State and continuing on with your time at, on the football team. You've lost your black stripe. You lost it last year. That means you're an official member of the football team in a way, welcomed into the brotherhood. What was that like? Because you, you got it last November, was that correct? I, I don't remember the month, but I do remember it was it was later on in the season just because of how, how everything happened with the cancellation and starting back over again. It was a couple weeks into the season when I got the list of games in. But when that happened, Coach Stamp took it off for me, and it was because of the, the plays that I made on special team – not special team, sorry, scout team – kind of helping the defense out, but that was a, a dream come true. I mean, it was the ultimate, you know, sigh of relief, kind of pressure off my back because I came in in June. I was the only receiver that came in in that time, so everybody else was kind of closer, already established, working towards, you know, getting everything happening. So Julian and, and G. Scott and all of those guys had already solidified their spots, and I just kind of wanted to show that I could you know, contribute in any way that I could, and show that I, I wanted to be a part of the brotherhood. And so when Coach Stamp was able to take my black stripe off, it, it was amazing. And you talked about contributing to the team. How important or crucial are walk-ons to a football team such as Ohio State and that type of program? They're, they're essential, especially at Ohio State. You know, I can't really speak on how other teams uh, use their walk-ons, but they we do a lot of scout work, trying to make sure that both the offense and defense have a good look for the week and it's essential that you have great talent at a walk-on because, you know, I'm the receiver going up with Cam Brown and Denzel, you know, day in and day out where, you know, he might get, you know, three or four reps a day with, with Chris and Garrett, but I'm, I'm working out with him one-on-one -on -one a lot. And so you want guys with higher skill sets and higher talent level to give the defense or the offense a good look. And it comes with time. You know, being a walk-on is difficult because, you know, they also have however many guys on scholarship in that position ahead of you and so it's your job to try to show that you can compete for some playing time and get some opportunities but the, the blueprint is, has definitely been laid out you know there's been great walk-ons before me who have really shown what the process looks like and and how you can achieve what you want to do if you put in a certain amount of work yeah so you're a student athlete as well talk about the student side of going to Ohio State you said you want to change majors to me off air and how are you balancing that with waking up so early for workouts, traveling for game days, prepping all week long? But you also got to do classes. How hard is that? It's it's challenging. It was definitely something that I didn't want to, to hinder my academic career here. Uh, I've always been a guy who, who put school above everything else, besides family, of course. But it's it's a, a main priority in my life. And so I always want to make sure that Academically, I'm, I'm accomplishing the things that I want to do. And so football has has created some obstacles just time-wise, but they also open up a lot of doors. You know, I have opportunities to work with academic advisors specifically for football. You know, having the ability to, to schedule my classes before some of my peers gives me the flexibility to create the schedule that's most conducive for success with practice. And so that's been big. 
Um, we have one day a week where they dedicate it to just only letting us do um, schoolwork uh, because we practice on the weekend, so they'll give us you know Monday as a day to review film and do classwork. Um, Monday is our big day for me. I'm in my my apartment doing work for the rest of the week, trying to get as, as ahead as possible, so that once you come home, you know at six thirty, seven o'clock, you're tired. You don't really want to do classwork, you know, hours of it at least. And so I try to plan it out so I only have to do one or two assignments a day to to keep it light, keep it easy, as long as well as taking class over the summer when when the grind isn't as difficult from a time standpoint. So that you're able to to get ahead academically. And you talked about how you want to become a finance major. Are are you in the process of trying to get into the business school, Fisher School at Ohio State? So the application deadline was September 15th. I applied the first week that they opened their enrollment just because of every class and and, um, course that I had already received credit for. So that's in process. I'm looking to hear from them sometime soon. But on my own, I had the opportunity to take a finance internship over the summer. And I was with uh, Stratus Wealth Management. And it was was a huge opportunity for me. I I loved it. I loved working with the team and, and the people there. And it really opened my eyes to finance and, and being a financial planner as a potential career path. Yeah, that, that'd be awesome. And if you were to get into Fisher, as we hope you do, that'd be great. Will that impact your life as a football player more? Will you think, well, is there a possibility of that it's too much for you or no? It's it's a decision that I, I'd have to, to give in some, some thought, especially in the, the off season and, you know, when I have time to really assess what my the rest of my academic plan looks like. You know, the opportunities for any internships, how that works out with my football schedule and things like that. But, you know, I made a promise to my mom and my family that, you know, I'd always put school first. And, you know, I love being a Buckeye. I love being on the football team and things like that. But, you know, I never want to let something hinder my future success. You know, that's a big part of Real Life Wednesdays. It's it's the four for 40 approach where you're trying to use these four years to set up the next 40 years of your life. And so... I want to make sure that I'm maximizing on that. So giving myself every opportunity that I have to succeed and not you know, hindering myself based on you know, going to the league or anything like that, where, you know, personally I've always found myself trying to find a, a more business-like opportunity for myself. And going along, you, you keep mentioning your family and how important they are. Are they excited? Are they happy that you chose Ohio State in the path you're on currently? They're, they're ecstatic. They're, they're very supportive. You know, that's probably the biggest thing that I give my, my family credit for. They're unconditionally supportive and loving of any decision that I make. You know, my parents say, I want you to be happy, and, and we stand by that. And so, you know, I've yet to really see the field. I caught a little bit of action in the spring game. They're at every game. Um, they're standing there, and they're cheering. They're getting there early so I can, I can see where they are in the stands. That's a big thing for my parents. And so whether or not, you know, I continue my the rest of my career here, whether I I ever see the field or anything like that, I know that I have their support 110%, and that really helps keep me going because I don't have that weight on my shoulders where I'm like you know, disappointing anyone or letting anyone down for any decision that I make. You know, I'm purely on my own, for my own benefit and, and my own success, and I don't really want to feel like I have to do anything in, in debt or that I owe my family anything, and that really helps you know, free up my mind for the decisions that I make. That's a special bond that might not be able to have and that's awesome that you you and your family you guys are all supportive of each other were they a part of your recruitment and the impact and the choice you had to go to Ohio State they were you know my family's not a very athletic family I'm the only 
college athletes in, in, in my entire family. So we weren't really aware of what the college process was like. And they were with me at every camp that I came to, at every visit that I came to. But we didn't really know what to expect. My high school was small. We didn't have a lot of guys that took that collegiate approach to sports. So it was a lot of trial and error, a lot of learning on the fly. And so I'm I'm grateful that they were with me in that experience. But the biggest thing that you know I'm able to do now is to to shed light to someone under me who might come in and try to do the same things or experience those type of things or have a little bit of knowledge that you know I wasn't really aware of before to help, you know, make an accurate decision and things like that. But they were definitely with me for every step of the way. They might just not have known as much as they thought they would. What is some of that knowledge that you're just talking about of like being uh, as a walk-on and if someone's in the same shoes as you? It's a mindset thing. I've always said that being a being a walk-on athlete is a little different than a scholarship. Ohio State's big on trying to minimize the differences between those just from an inclusive standpoint and, and really establishing a brotherhood. But it's definitely a mindset thing because nothing's given to you. It is you know, every day you're putting on your hard hat, you're going to work, and you, you're fighting for what it is that you receive. So coaches are not just going to give you playing time because you're here. You're going you're gonna to have to earn it. But that's true for any program or any position that that is. But it's a big mindset thing. And so if you come from a big school and you're used to being that guy and, and the attention has to be on you all the time, it's a tough, tough transition. You know, I was in a program where I wasn't necessarily the, the focus of the, the offense. And so I was used to not, you know, having the ball in my hands at all times. So when I got here, I was able to transition and, and let the let the leaders lead, let the guys do what they do and just make sure that I can provide value elsewhere. So I'm I'm a big energy guy, connections with a lot of people to make sure that, you know, everybody's is in a positive spirit and has what they need to succeed both on the field and off the field, just making sure the team really goes behind the scenes. So that's something I really take pride in. That's great. And you, you, you mentioned your high school and I, I found on the Ohio State website that you were the class president of your high school. Is that true? Yes, I was. I, w- I spent two years as class president, a year as vice president, and then my senior year I decided that, you know, with recruiting and everything, I didn't really have time to give the student body what they what they needed for that position, so I didn't run that year. But it was, it was an interesting experience. I had a lot of opportunities to plan things. Like I, I was in charge of planning like the prom, um, a little bit of the – graduation for the year you know before us uh, just things like that making sure that um, student voices were heard and, and actions were taken to accommodate us all as students but that was something that you know I really took pride in you know Ohio State's a little bigger so the thing for me is that I knew everybody in my high school I was able to have my you know hand on the pulse a little bit and, and feel what the student body was was really advocating for and I think it's a little harder for me to get into the student government here just because how big the campus is, how many undergrad students we have, and things like that. So that's kind of why I let that rest in college. But I really enjoyed that time in high school. You're sitting here with a fellow vice president of high school as well. So okay, it was it was, it was a fun time, and I get what you mean with the whole leadership, planning stuff. We got to plan like teacher student basketball games, like mm-hmm. that was fun stuff. But also in high school, I also read that you were a state cha- or you placed fourth, excuse me, in your states for four by two hundred. You you're shaking your head a little. At, was that something you enjoyed in high school? Has that helped you here at Ohio State? Talk, talk about that. Track is track. Track was great for me. You know, I, I was a basketball guy growing up. All the way until I got into high school, the track was something that you know my my friends and I really bonded over. We we 
competed for those relay spots, who, who always wanted to be state champions. That actually took place my freshman year, I believe. I was uh, the only underclassman who got on the, the relay team for that, and we took the 4x1 and the 4x2 down the states and uh, ended up placing fourth in the 4x2. But that was one of my favorite high school experiences. Uh, I came back my sophomore year and, and took both of those relays down the state again. And my junior year, I tore my hamstring mid-race at regionals for the 4x1. And so I kept that relay out. Uh, and, and the 4x2, they, they found a sub and it went down the states and I ended up placing second that year. And so track was something big in my high school. We loved doing that. It was, it was great to compete with those guys. And the one biggest thing from high school that we wish we had was our senior track season. We were poised to really do some damage, and and all the guys that I ran with are now, you know, collegiate sports, other other schools, and other conferences. But it was it was a very prideful moment uh, doing that, and I, I miss those days of, of running and, and things like that. Was that a possibility to go somewhere for college for a track, or did you have any offers or any coaches contacting you? Not at this level, you know, but it was also my third third priority, I guess, if you would tier it. Um, basketball was first until I got into my sophomore year, just with everything that happened uh, and the school possibilities for football. I kind of prioritized a little differently, and I started focusing on football. And track was, was off-season conditioning. So then we just happened to have a little speed at our school, so it made the season a little bit more exciting. But I wasn't a very strong open runner, you know, just with my block starts and things like that. So it's hard to go to college to just do relays. But if it was possible, I would love to go, you know, run somewhere to just get on those relays again to, to experience that moment again. But it, it was definitely something that, you know, I, I didn't really actively pursue when it came to recruiting or anything, but it was something that when coaches came to the big meets at states, you know, I talked to a couple uh, people, but it wasn't anything that I thought that I was going to do. I was never the big track athlete in high school. I was really never the big athlete in high school, but, you know, but we all can run. But um, do you feel like that's helped you a little bit with football, maybe the track part of your life? Speed, um, you know, 4 to 6 A to B is something that we preach a lot here at the facility in our program, but you need you need speed. You know, I want to get on the kickoff team. I want to, you know, help us on special teams at some point in my career, and, and you just need flatline speed. And so – I always thought I was fast in high school, and, and I was fast for my area, for my state. But when you come to you know, Ohio State, every guy is the, the top of the class, the fastest of the fast. And my position group especially, like, I'm looking like if any of these guys came from Ohio, like, what would they have done on the track? You know, I, I lined up next to, to Jameson and, and next to Julian. Julian's a big guy. You know, he's, he's over 200 pounds, but he flies. I mean, the guy can move. JMO used to roll. I mean, every every guy in the room really has that you know next level explosiveness, and so it's a competition every day when sprints come around and, and trying to hold my own and, and represent you know where I came from because everyone you know everyone believes they're the fastest, and so the receivers we, we test each other you know, every day when it comes to sprints and really proving who has the fastest forty, who does all of those things, and so it's been nice. Where do you place within that group? Oh no, no, no. not the top five, no, top ten. Uh, we have, I don't know, and it's really the starts that kill me every time. You know, flatline speed. I can, I can hold my own with those guys just because of my stride and, and things like that. And so, our longer, you know, fifty threes and things like that. I was always, I was always up there. I could, I could do that. But 
that start that start will kill you. You don't have a good one into those tenth of a second that will like kill you. But we have some guys that can move. Chris Chris's forty is really nice. Just a smooth runner. Uh, Seven Banks have a nice one. Uh, Cam Brown, he's beat up a little bit injury wise, but Cam can Cam can roll. He came in as a receiver, and not many people remember that. I didn't really know that when I first got here, but we moved the defense, but he was he was a speedster. Always nice to see all these guys. Like we have a list in the facility with all the top forty guys, and I don't know if I'll ever crack that list. I don't. That's a tough list. I mean, Jeff Okuda, Sashawn Wade to the world. These premium NFL athletes. But it it's nice to say that you know I've I've run with Chris a couple times. I've never gotten him in a race, but I jumped out on Julian once. So I don't know how hard he was trying that day, but I'll, I'll hold that one against him. Let's say he was trying the hardest. I th- I thought he was trying the hardest. We'll give it to you. But you, you mentioned a lot of big names, Julian Fleming, Cam Brown, a lot of players that a lot of Ohio State fans know and love. But name, image, and likeness is a topic that's come up now with the bill passing, and a lot of these players have been getting some deals. We see Travion Henderson, the starting running back for Ohio State, now as Arby's, yeah. also with Reichert. What is it like for a walk-on? Is there Are there possibilities? Have you been contacted? And what are your thoughts on all of it? It's definitely a possibility. Our compliance officer really suggested that the walk-ons need to capitalize at home because Julian and, and Trey are, are heroes to everyone in the state of Ohio, anybody who loves the Buckeyes. But when you go back home, we receive that same type of love, that same type of attention from the people who saw us play in high school, who remember being back in the stadium for those games. So really getting, uh, getting at home and, and capitalizing on that market's big. Um, I didn't really do much of that this summer, just trying to focus on uh, my internship and things like that, but that might definitely be something that I pursue in the future. Uh, I've contacted some bigger companies just because you want to represent the people that you normally wear anyway. So, you know, I might not get a personal Nike deal, but some of the smaller things like the shoes or the jewelry or things like that where uh, you use it every day, so you kind of want to form a connection with those type of companies is something that I've kind of reached out to those companies. Aren't you a Barstool athlete? I am. I'm I'm not following through with my requirements. I have to update my <laughs> profile, but I definitely need a post from them sometime soon. I have to get them my update information. The the thing that's hindering is I need a I need a new jersey photo. And so I was at home for media day so I didn't get that opportunity. But once I get, you know, acclimated in, in gear this week I'll I'll have some some new stuff for them this week. I can hopefully hopefully get that update. Hopefully Portnoy's not doing anything. He's a he went to the school up north, so uh, who knows? Maybe he's behind the scenes. But um, anyways, wrapping up, just talking about the future of Marvin Davies the fourth and what's to come for him: football, finance, life, everything wise. Just what what can we expect? I'm striving to to be the best version of myself every day, and so I never let one thing define who I am. I enjoy being a football player. I love it. I love all the guys, all the coaches, but I I always want to make sure that that's not what I'm remembered by. It's my contribution to my community, what I can bring to the table athletically, academically, those type of things that I want to continue to carry on. And so, you know, how successful I am with the program in the near future, I don't want that to be the only thing. So, you know, I'll strive to to finish with my degree, maybe go back for a graduate study, maybe travel you know, abroad, do something like that. 
definitely working on some more internships so that financial planning is something I'm really interested in. So either going back to the, the same business that I was with before or branching out somewhere, it's definitely something that you can see um, myself doing in the future and, and making sure whatever it is that I do, I'm going to give it 110% because, you know, that was the way I was raised. That was instilled in me from my parents and people who helped raise me that whatever it is I'm doing, I got to give it 100%. So on the field, off the field, it's, it's going to be the best I got. That's awesome. Obviously, wishing you the best in your future football endeavors, life endeavors, your family, finances, all that. But I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Good luck on the rest of the season. Good luck with school. Hopefully, you get into Fisher. Uh, it should be a, should be a fun time. And uh, I'm just ha- thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed this. This was this was fun. I like this. This was the Sports and Society Initiative, the Intersection Podcast. I'm Matt Goldman here with Marvin Davies the Fourth. We'll see you next time.